Welcome to CalCast, your creator national podcast. This is God Network News, episode 113. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. Greetings, faithful God Network News fans and all you new listeners to God Network News. We're really excited to be bringing you fresh news from the field of what God's doing amongst Unreached People Group. And uh, we want to thank you for all of you that listened to our series on the Middle East and all of the incredible stories and the comments that you gave. Please don't hesitate to put comments uh, on our website and any questions you might have. And do visit those links that we have put in the show notes if you're interested in getting in contact with some of those interesting people that are behind the stories. And we want to start a whole new series, and this one is going to be very exciting. We've got tremendous amount of stories, fantastic, incredible stories of God's miracles from the continent of deep, dark Africa. Actually, it's not deep, dark Africa anymore, because about 60% of the population of that continent are are now believers in Jesus, but there are still many unreached people groups there, and we've got a lot of workers that are doing incredible work amongst those remaining unreached people groups, and I hope that you will be inspired by all of these great stories from the continent of Africa. Greetings, God Network News listeners. Here we are for another awesome story from the field. We're here still in South Africa, uh, gathered together with some incredible people that are doing amazing work amongst unreached people groups. And today we have a a brother named Fred who's doing some incredible things and working with teams that are uh, doing work amongst unreached people groups uh, here in the southern part of Africa. And he had a story that he wanted to share with us, and it's a pretty exciting story. So Fred, why don't you uh, just uh, introduce, tell us what you can, (laughs) what you're able to about yourself, and then... Uh, let us know about the story. Yes, my name is Fred. For 13 years, we worked amongst the Yao people in the northern part of Mozambique. It's a Muslim people group, uh, but really the movement has taken off after we've left. So in that village and surroundings, we've seen about 900 Muslims come to the Wow, Lord. praise the Lord. And this is amongst the Yao people. And one day at that village, a visitor came from another tribe. Uh, his name is Yacinto, and he's from the Makua Meto tribe, another wow. unreached people group. Wow. And he visited the village, and he got to know Pedro. 
and he came to the Lord. And uh, when he came to the Lord, he was really so convicted of his own sin. And he told Pedro, the the YWAM there, he said, he told Pedro, I need to go to my family and ask forgiveness for my sins. I've messed up. And he asked Pedro, can you come with me? So uh, Pedro said, no problem. It's about 150 kilometers, another area and another unreached people group. And when he got home, he called his family, his brothers and his father together. And when they were together, he went down on his knees and he said to his dad, I'm so sorry for what I did. Mm. He on his knees there, he, he just repented of the sins that he did and the mm. shame he's brought on the family. Mm. And he cried and his dad cried. Mm. And it was such a, a God moment there. Mm. And uh, when that happened, um, the uncle was not there. The uncle, uncle is a very influential man in that area. He's the leader of 10 mosques. And when he heard mm. about it, he said, this can only be God. Mm. And he invited uh, Pedro and Yacinto and said, Pedro, can you come and talk about this Jesus in, in our mosque? Wow. So he gave Pedro the opportunity to preach in the mosque. And when Pedro wow, gave the incredible. salvation message in the no mosque there in northern Mozambique, he was so touched by the gospel. And he, he called the 10 mosque leaders together. And when they came together, he told Pedro, Pedro, please, can you go and talk about Jesus in each one wow. of these mosques? Oh, and he told these... Uh, uh, leaders of the mosque, he said to them, this is Pedro, he's coming, he's going to teach you about Jesus. Oh my goodness, and Yacinto then started to work amongst the villagers. He started to share his testimony, to share the gospel, and people started to come to the Lord. Uh, it was it was just a God thing. In, uh, this is a least rich tribe, and that whole area, there were no churches. It was just Muslim village upon Muslim village. And when Yacinto started um, sharing the gospel, of course, this has repercussions in the village. And one day after they were together in the mosque, one Friday, the guys just came for Yacinto and they grabbed him and, and they started beating oh, him. My. And someone had to intervene to actually save his life. Mm. And the chief, the whole village was in turmoil and the chief actually wanted Yacinto to lay uh, uh, some charges against these people. Mm. Uh, and Yacinto, he was really shocked by all of this. And, and we took him out for the village for, for some time. And I was there at the training just before he went back to the village. Mm. And I said, but Yacinto, are you going back there? And he said, you know, when you work in the field with a hoe, Sometimes you will hit your toe and it will bleed. Mm. But that's because you are work. I mm. need to go back to my field to work. Wow. So he went back to that village. And the chief wanted him to lay a charge. But he went to the man who attacked him, who led the whole uh, group. And he said, I'm not going to lay any charge to you. I forgive you. Mm. And then there was no more persecution. That just wow. left him alone. They respected him. Wow. And he preached the gospel. Now we have second and third generation fellowships there. Praise because the of Yacinto's group. More than 60 people have come to the Lord in, in that village and even in other villages because those people, those disciples of him are also making disciples. Wow. So after about another year or so that he worked at three years in total after he came to the Lord, uh, Yacinto really felt for another area where there are no churches amongst wow. another people group. Wow. So uh, he's from the Makua Meto tribe and that's where he preached the gospel, hearing it amongst the Yao people. And, and now he went to the Makua Shirima, another unreached people wow. group. And he went to this area and, he, and the night he came there, there was a problem in the village because a Christian came to visit and when the Christian died the Imams it's a Muslim village they said we're not going to bury this person this is a Christian right, they can't do it. and the family was so shocked you know what are they going to do the Yasindu said I will do it I will mm. bury her and he was just there at the right time and really opened the hearts of the people the first days there in that village that's amazing. for the gospel wow that's incredible what a story it just shows how the Lord can use people just ordinary people if they'll just be obedient and it also shows that sometimes we we need to suffer for Christ, right? It's mm -hmm. not 
all easy, is it? No, it's not. And especially not for those guys. And just the way Yasinto is, is a simple guy. He has his field. He works. And he still works in his garden. But he works just enough to survive so that he has time to preach the gospel. Yeah. But he never uh, went out of the village to become uh, a YWAMA or go yeah. to do training outside. Yeah. He was just discipled by Pedro and others in that village. And added the things he received and he learned, he taught others. Yeah, that's so biblical, isn't it? To pass on what he has been taught to others that will be faithful to pass it on to others. And that's what this whole disciple-making movements are all about. It isn't just making a disciple. It's making disciplers of other disciplers of other disciplers. So, And that's what continues to cause the growth to happen exponentially. Yeah, it's that's an exciting story. And um, it's wonderful to, to hear about this because this is people that have never heard of Jesus before. You know, most people would look at them and say, oh, no, they'll never come to Christ. You know, they're strong Muslims. And uh, it's just exciting to see what's happened amongst the Yao people. And it's exciting to hear your story, too. I know you've told us your story before, uh, how you went to the Yao many years ago and you worked hard and you were there for a while and you were praying and everything and saw a little bit of fruit, but nothing like what's been happening now. But you planted the seeds and God watered it and brought the increase. And so it's just so exciting to see you've got an amazing legacy amongst this people group. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much, Fred, for sharing that story. Very exciting. God Network News fans, I hope that you'll be praying for this movement amongst the Yao people, that it will just continue to grow and that God will get glory amongst this people. They will come to know this God that loves them and died for them to save them from their sin and shame. Okay, thank you so much, Brent. Bless you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider donating to help us continue to bring exciting stories fresh from the field. Visit our website at godnetworknews.com and select the PayPal link on the right side of the page or consider becoming a Patreon partner to receive access to more valuable materials exclusive to our members.